This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I can't remember what that is. That's Hawaii Five O. There you go. There you go. Bookham Dano. This is the Manchester United Redcast celebrating the greatest team on earth, which is sounds hollow, doesn't it? Now, but you're going to have to carry me. Two gentlemen will be carrying me tonight. I've got a problem. I've got a six pack challenge. I've taken a challenge to have a six pack. Uh, by uh, September, uh, September the 14th, and today is the first day I've been doing it in earnest and well, I've not had any sugar. They're, they're on I offer. feel like I've been passing out. They're on offer at the co-op. You can pick one up on it's the way back. Great, yeah, see, the support we get Boom, there. boom. Here with me in London, Ben Paul. How are you, Ben? Very well. well yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, fair to middling, thanks. Yeah, I should have come a bit earlier. We've got a few conversations to have. <laughs> yeah. uh, you and I, and over there in yes. Manchester. You'd like to describe the vista for us, uh, please, Mr. Robert Meakin? I'd say to all Manchester United fans, I, it, it, I'm in the sunny Salford Riviera. The stadium is opposite. There are adverts, Aeroflot, adorned across Old Trafford. The glorious Peak District to the left. It all looks very sunny and optimistic. You'd think we'd have the most wonderful, satisfying season looking at things right now. Well, we'll get to Van, that because Van Hall, according to him, if, if Marino is going to take over, they're going to have to pay an awful lot of money to get rid of him. He thinks he's staying. So we'll, we'll yes. get to that. But, but let's talk about the match. I mean, we all probably know now, unless you're living in uh, Planet Zod, uh, Leicester, are the Premiership champions of the Premier League. They're the champions of the Premier League. 5,000 to one, 60 quid, put on them by a couple of the punters. They are quids in. You could buy a whole street for that in Leicester, one imagines. So they are absolutely cock-a-hoot. Well-deserved. How did they perform against us? I thought that match completely and totally, uh, you know, captured our season. Spurts and starts. Robert. Yeah, it was. At times, United, there were some very impressive moments by United. It's also a game we could easily have lost. So it was a typical sort of... It, it, at times, you think, good God, this, this team looks fantastic with the flowing, the movement up front. The goal was, was a wonderful move, for instance. But uh, And then we let Leicester come back into it. You know, we just don't seem to be a team capable of putting in a dominant, consistent 90-minute performance. And to Leicester's credit, yeah, they held their bottles, to be honest, I thought. Yeah, because they could have... They could have collapsed early on when that early goal went in, but they didn't. You know, credit to them, they came back. So 
the, the old adage that the draw was a fair result. I think it was. I think it was a fair result. Yeah, I mean, when you watch that match, you just think for 20, 25 minutes, just, wow, they are coming out and saying, this may well be, uh, you know, the theatre of dreams. This may well Mm. be your dream, but you're not going to do it here. And that was fantastic, wasn't it, Ben? Yeah, I mean, you just, um, part of me thinks, what what party poopers? Because we either win with a, a reasonable margin... Or we just let them have it. Why don't we... We should just let Leicester win to win the Premiership. They won it when someone else lost it. They had to celebrate in the pub, around at Jamie Vardy's house. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the time we won it when Villa lost, and we just sort of... Yes, it was like, yes. It was a bit of an anticlimax. Why were we such party poopers? A draw is irrelevant. It's so boring. Why don't because we, just give we are it to still them? trying to get into the Champions League, sir. Well, then so, we should have won it. We should have gone on. After that first 25 minutes, we should have stepped up the game. We should have killed them off. We should have won, won by a reasonable margin. But yet again, we let them back in. So... A draw for me, irrelevant. We should have just either let Leicester win, gracious thing to do, letting them li- sort of do a parade of honour at Old Trafford, or win big. Yeah, I mean, but, but the politic of that, let them winning and being crowned champions, I mean, it was bad enough, uh, that, you know, him uh, beating Van Nistelrooy's record the last time we played them, but it, it, to have them win at our ground would have sent a horrible message so far as Van Hulls is concerned. He seems to think he's doing a good job. Do you, Robert? I'm asking you a question I already know the answer to, but I have to. Yeah, well, we, if you look at the good side, you'll say that we know about the young players coming forward. They certainly have looked at a better side recently. But over, overall, has he done a good job? No, you'd, you'd have to say overall it's been a disappointing performance. Van Gaal, like all high-end managers who've been in the job for a long time, they're like mad old generals. You know, right to the end, you know, he'd lead you over the bunker with the bullets flying, said, I got my tactics right. He's never going to admit that he's made any real significant errors. I would say it has been an unsatisfactory performance by Van Gaal if you look over the two years as a whole. When you look at what he promised, he basically said, first year, I'll get you into the Champions League. Second year, I'll win the league third year i'm aiming to win the european cup that's van hull's own self-stated project and if you're going to go on those grounds it has not been a success so champions league first year qualification for uh the, or winning the fa cup we, second year you're not having it it's not bad it's not, but it, this is but this was a short-term project that van hull's been very clear about it was a three-year project and this is a, and he stated we'd have a tricky start teams take a while to get used to my ideas then we'll begin to flow. He, he thought this season, he suggested this, this season to win the league and next year he'd really be making a play to win the European Cup. Well, right now, we obviously we were a mile away from winning the league. We've got a, a bit of a chance of maybe scraping into the top four with a bit of fortune. I don't think that could count as good enough. Uh, I say it, Van, Van Hal's project was only a three-year one. It's not somebody who's building for a, over 10 years. This is his short-term aims and on that basis, he hasn't succeeded. If he were to go, right, or if he were not to go, let's do it like that way, uh, th- then you would imagine Man United and the hierarchy would have put out, we have not talked to Jose Mourinho. Mm. We are fully committed to this manager. We're fully invested in the project. We're bought into his philosophy. And we've not heard anything like that, have we, Ben? Well, first of all, <clears throat> it's interesting what Bobby was saying. So here we've got an, elderly, an old statesman who's fudging history to make a point. He never apologises and never admits to making any mistakes. So 
Are we looking at the Ken Livingstone of Old Trafford? Yeah, you see, <laughs> yes. the, the, yes. those, those people in Nigeria <laughs> and in America will have to go and look it up, but very, very good. See how you get newts in there now. <laughs> but anyway, I, I have no idea what the question was. I was, really, I was too busy. <laughs> 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 excellent. I like that. Don't worry about it. This is a bit of a, uh, one of those podcasts no, they... where everything we're going to say now has already been said. Have they bought into his philosophy? I think Edward Iwa Woo Woo has... Um, doesn't want to be known as, the, as the, the chairman who fires managers. And he's as stubborn as, as the next man. Uh, will they pretend that they've never spoken to Mourinho? Probably. But what's this talk? I mean, Bobby, you, you, you're well connected. Mm. Uh, what's this talk about? Mourinho has signed a clause that That's if he's right. not been, if he doesn't take over as manager Lots at the end of the of season, money. they'll pay him compensation. It's almost like he's on standby. They're paying him a... Yeah, um, yeah. Is that... Oh, how, it's all like a retain, retainer. Yeah, and I mean, I, 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 the understanding seems to be that he has been, he was unofficially approached some time ago when United was starting to wobble with Van Hal, you know, not long after he lost the Chelsea job, it seems. And that then it was given, it was a gentleman's agreement, essentially, that, uh, you know, you, you are our first port of call if things continue to unravel in the way we imagine they're going to. And there was a, it seems, some sort of agreement put in that there would be a, a financial transaction as well if, if for some reason he didn't eventually get the job so uh, I think I mean the suggestion seems to be it's this next fortnight to watch out for they're not going to be doing anything obviously before an FA Cup final and you imagine in the days after for argument's sake if Manchester United go and win the FA Cup they can hardly announce on the Tuesday Jose Mourinho's replacing him it's just about the, it's the diplomatic timing there as well but you, you'd think you would, you would think you know guys later on this month to surely have to sort it out because Mourinho if he is coming in is always adamant. He wants he wants to start work as of yesterday. Yeah, it was the preseason, he doesn't he? It? Wants, and that's the way he he really really believes in that. It wasn't a luxury, of course, that Van Hull had uh, last year to to. But 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 it, 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 Moy suffered from not having. You know that they were so late in buying the players yes. they were, and so many people they they were going for. Yeah, you, you got a sense that that Moyes didn't hit the ground running, and Marino yeah. were, and his and pride, his Hull, pride will be badly him. hurt too, won't it? From what being sacked by Chelsea. Well, he'll, yeah, it's gone. He'll spin it. I'm sure he'll spin it that um, Chelsea left probably of his own volition. And he's always known that he was going to be the United manager. He was just waiting like a gentleman in the, in the wings, surely. He will. I can hear him saying it as well. I can hear him saying it. If it isn't Mourinho, I mean, today the, the papers are full of reports that uh, finally Ryan Giggs' wife is uh, leaving him yeah. uh, because of uh, some relationship he was having with a PR uh, woman. Uh, you know, we do talk about it. It is the elephant in the room. Has that conversation at least been had, do either of you think? Well, I think Mrs. Giggs was a bit upset at his tactical formation. So I think he, she was not a fan. <laughs> I, think, I don't think it's anything to do with the affair. No. I just I think she was I mean, insisted that Herrera played and that um, Fosu Mensa had a more established role in the team and Giggs didn't agree. And that's the marriage breaker for a lot of people. Yeah, what I was suggesting was uh, go and manage a team, uh, a Man United B team somewhere in, I don't know, Abu Dhabi or somewhere like that, uh, and then come back in a couple of years, you're our man. Yeah, I mean, there's an argument to say, I mean, that would be a sensible move by gigs. We would often make the parallel with Zidane. Zidane's been hanging around quite some time at Madrid in various capacities there. And, well, you know, Giggs has only been associated... 
it's sort of coach of the United since the David Moyes time. It's still relatively new. So it's not an outrageous suggestion. In fact, he remains in the backroom stuff for some time if there is a role for him. I'm guessing if Mourinho does get the job, there's always politics at play here. I wonder if something would be found for him. But um, I, I never underestimate, obviously, Giggs' ambition and belief that he could do the top job and maybe... It, it, nothing but the, the main job is acceptable to him now. As we've always said, as great, great as he was as a player, pretty much unproven as a coach. If there was a gun to your head, would you say Ryan Giggs would be a successful Manchester United manager? I think it'd be hard to say yes. Yeah, but I think that the, the, the lesson learned by Gary Neville uh, won't have been lost on Ryan Giggs because Neville, no, yeah. ne- Neville, Neville has obliterated, uh, you know, when he comes back, and starts to give managers, players, or whatever stick. He is going to get it, isn't he? The, uh, <laughs> the, the shop steward is absolutely going to get it. Uh, it uh, takes a bit of time to recover as a pundit when you failed as a manager. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah, think, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what's in people's memory. You've tried it, and you've seen how hard it is. So why are you coming here giving us a but hard But there's quite time? a few of them out there. Shearer failed. Um, Sunes failed. Um, mm. They all come back. I think none of them. I tell you what it is. None of them play for Man United. First of all, those ones, and none of none of them was as good a pundit as he is. Mm. I mean, the, the, yeah, the thing yeah, is, yeah. whoever whoever we support, and you know, I had Liverpool supporters coming and saying it. To yeah, me, no. that you know, his analysis, his reading of a game. Look at that over there, and then some. So when you can predict it, and then something happens, we go, oh, okay, maybe you actually do know what you're talking about. So good as Terry Henry is, good as uh, you know, we got the Liverpool boy. <clears throat> I, I think he's the main one, and they want him back, and it's how he manages that. I think he's a he's a he's a sharp cookie, sharp tool. He's a sharp button. That one. <laughs> Neither of them work. Really. Yeah. Um, I think one or two weeks he'll probably take the piss out the Mickey out of himself. I think he's got to uh, for the first couple of weeks, Do and the then I think that, that people thing. will will warm to him I think again. So. Yeah. I think I think so. Yeah. Uh, but it, but it is got to be a, a chastening experience, and I wonder, uh, Marino having had it, uh, gigs if he goes off. Would his career? Because he's not going to lose. He's not going to. I don't know. Go to wherever and fail, and then come back and be the Manchester United manager. You know, no. uh, Bruce has done okay. I would say Sparky's done okay. Yes, but not, you know, th- th- those guys. He's, you know, he's done well with Stoke, but they're not yeah. talking about either of them being the next Manchester United manager, are they? Not at all. I mean, years and years ago, we've always because we we love our great players. We love the idea of coming, them coming back. I mean, when Brian Robson yeah, went he was left the one. United, went to Middlesbrough. I mean, they, the basically the headlines of the paper were going uh, manage Middlesbrough and come back to manage us. Even Ferguson was encouraging it in the old PR way that he would. You know, so we've it just, we've got form in this regard, and it's just you know, it's, it's a lovely romantic notion that the Bobby Chartons or the Eric Cantonars or the Brian Robsons could come back and be our manager, our leader one day. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's very, very difficult for that to come off. The odds are hugely against it. And you have to say that with gigs as well. I've always been a bit uncomfortable with the presumption that, that uh, you know, the gigs somehow had some natural right to succeed as manager. I found that very unhealthy. Yeah, and well, I was we, a big we fan of him as a player. World. <clears throat> you, know, unic- unicorns exist, okay? And there are theories. Otherwise, Leicester wouldn't have won. Uh, yes, we know. So you have, you have to believe. You have to. But dream, apparently, sure. I think Giggs, as a manager, I think he's he's um, he's very poor at home, but he's very good at playing away. Yo, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. As as Ben has taken us down that particular road, Rob. You know, we spent the first three years of this podcast uh, talking about your non-existent sex life. Now you are having sex. Are you having your hair pulled? Are you talking to me? 
as Robert De Niro would say. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know where I'm going, so don't try and leave me hanging. Yeah, go, go, keep, go, just re- repeat what you were saying. I was just uh, <laughs> distracted by the scene. I made him feel uncomfortable. <clears throat> Van Hall's comments about having hair pulled and his oh, comparisons. Yes. Oh, good. Well, yeah, but... I mean, Van, Van Hal is Dutch for a start. So when, in terms of the, uh, the, the, the sex masochism, we should probably put that in. No offence to our Dutch listeners, but I'm sure they know what I mean. And um, I think I mean, he, does, he does like playing the wild card sometimes. It's like when he dived on the ground. You know, there is, there is a wild, predictable side to his personality. And maybe there is a bit of a demob you know, sentiment there with it as well, that he's thinking, what the hell, I'll say what I like now because I'm probably on my way out anyway. So he, he is sort of becoming a bit more of a but loose it, cannon. It's one of the most fantastic things I've ever heard a manager say. I mean, only because it was just like, you, did, he, did, he just, <laughs> did he just say what did I... Did he just th- do that? Did, and he just said it, and, and the, the guy he was talking to said, no, well, I don't want you to be pulling my hair. He, just, <laughs> he, did, he felt really uncomfortable, didn't he? But he's but, funny. As I mean, Van Hal, we, we forget because we've been laying into him these last few... Van Hal is a clever, funny bloke in personal company. For, I know he's made his enemies with certain players on a professional level, but anyone who's met him on the social level, I know, says yeah, he's very sharp, he's amusing, he's good company. So it, it's not, he does have a good sense of humour on him, you know, and it's, it's, it's that sort of madcap sort of Dutch delivery he's got mm. as well that makes it pretty surreal. So, yeah, and it's, 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 it's entertaining to see him cut loose, but here's a man who's been under enormous amount of pressure, who's been written off, criticised for months and months and months, just letting off a bit of steam with a bit of shock value. It's totally understandable. They're a funny, I've, they're a funny race, the Dutch. I mean, uh, Arnold, Arnold Muren was a hoot in, in the dressing room. Chulitz <laughs> is a laugh a minute. But I think actually, yeah. I've, been, uh, yeah, yeah. I've been in a room with, uh, with Van Gaal, and he, he's like, they talk about Clinton in terms of the presence. They talk about Kansar in terms of presence. He's not like that, <laughs> but he's actually quite funny. He's actually, he holds a room together. How, tall, a, how tall is he? I don't know, he was sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> but he was engaging. He was, he was engaging. You can't be that successful across exactly. so many big clubs without having that forceful charisma. And he's got it. I'd love to know the one piece of advice he gave somebody like Ryan Giggs, because he must be giving him advice, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's probably... You're still young. Play the field. <laughs> Just, you, you, you're practising these, haven't you? No more Ryan Giggs jokes. We're not talking about Ryan Giggs anymore. Paul, ever since Ryan Giggs got BBC Sports Personality of the Year in about 2009, and he was held up as the, as the, as, as the archetypal player, the player everyone else should look up to and base themselves on. Ever since then, yeah. it's been sort of, uh, shall we say, personal difficulty after personal difficulty. Well, you say that. I think, you know, he's very, very lucky, right, that Twitter, Facebook, mobile phones and all that were hot when he was younger because some of the reports that I'm getting about some of the scrapes he got into, let's just put it like this, is a very, very lucky young man. <laughs> Very lucky because yeah. well, Lee, Sharp, Lee Sharp used to take the flack. I think when they were very young, yeah. I think it was Sharp was like bad boy, yeah. and I think Ferguson has identified Giggs as the prized asset he really needs to look forward to. And I think yeah, Sharp was the fall guy sometimes. I think he said um, that he's not the Messiah; he's just a very naughty boy. <laughs> well, Norwich <laughs> next. Norwich are in trouble now, aren't they? Yeah, they're in serious, 
Serious trouble. Which means, I mean. a, means there's a fight, means that we've got a, a hell of a fight. <laughs> which, on means, yeah, which means they're going to beat us. <laughs> no, no, well, not necessarily. I mean, they don't, their problem is, is that they're pretty well organised. They just don't have a strike. They don't score in a, a, any goals. Mm. And you would have thought when Austin became available and players like, you why aren't these teams like Norwich jumping in there and trying to uh, get that? I mean, he, came, mm. he didn't come cheap. But, 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 you know, the money, if they, if they get relegated, the type of money they lose... It surely would have been mm. worth the punt. Buy him if you get relegated. Tell him he can go. Uh, you know what I mean? Because I'm sure other teams would have taken him. They don't score goals. And we don't concede many goals. And therefore, uh, it's either a bore draw or a 1-0 to us, isn't it? I think I'm probably going to switch over to Bergerac on the other side. But um, I've got um, Nathan Redmond in my fantasy league team. Start, started off very strong at the beginning of the season. Has done nothing for about six months. And he was one of the best performers last year. Was he, was he uh, player of the year in the championship last year? Was he the player of the year, Rob? Who? The Nathan, Nathan Redmond. Redmond. One of them. He was up there. No, I don't think so. He was up there. I think he might be Nate Norwich's player of the year. He was, yeah, he was, yeah, 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 yeah. But he was, a, he was prolific last year, but in the premiership, yeah. In, Nor- in Norfolk circles, he's huge. <laughs> well done, Bob. So, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Nathan Redmond. Yeah, it is. I feel sorry for them because they are going down. And it's one, well, I don't know. It's tight. It's tight down there, isn't it? With Newcastle, Sunderland, and Norwich. Momentum is everything. When, when, yeah, they, when, yeah. they, when you know, the, the, my mate, my other mate, Rob and I were having a conversation about why somebody like Townsend would actually go to Newcastle when they're. You know, he's still on the periphery, still on the edges, isn't he, on the margins, uh, because yeah. he was being selected uh, by uh, our manager at England, even when we thought, well, really? Uh, even when he wasn't being picked by Tottenham. Mm. And he's gone yep. there and he's had two blinding games. They've got momentum, yeah. they've got belief, and they've got a huge crowd there. I, I, I wonder, if they pull it off, it would just be so, so fantastic. And, and you've seen what happens. Leicester pulled it off last year, and you see where yeah. they are now. But talking of pulling it <laughs> off, how, how likely is it that we can pull it off now? We've got four points behind City, game in hand. Yeah. Depends on what happens against Real Madrid. It uh, does, and that's a, that's a quick turnaround then, to mm. then go to be home to Arsenal just a few days later. That's... Mm. Uh, it's a, bit, it's a big task. That, that might help us, I hope. Obviously. It, it, it wasn't a coincidence that both Liverpool and Man City got tonked over the weekend because they've both got yeah. European games. Mm. They've both made yeah. massive changes. Uh, so so I, I'm just... I mean, they have a squad. They have a real squad, mm. uh, Man City. Uh, but still, when you don't have Aguero, when you don't have uh, Yaya Torre, when you, there are mm. still a few company. There's some big players mm. there. And, 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 they were. And, and should we get the victory... Uh, no, I don't want to tempt fate because every time we say we start presuming we're actually going to win a game, you know what happens. But if we do nick a victory at Norwich, we're then a point behind them and they're hopefully knackered, d- d- disillusioned after being beaten by Madrid <laughs> and then have to play Arsenal. Yes, I hope, you know, that, hope that, that plays the, in our favour. Is, is it better that happens or, or a draw? Better that one of the team gets no points or better that both teams get one? I think Arsenal are, t- are pretty far advanced now. They're, they're sort of seven points or something like that. Yeah, I think it's better yeah. if City... It's always good if it's always yeah, better I, if City I, lose. I, um, yeah, you want Arsenal to beat them. But the ultimate irony would be, of course, that if um, we do grab fourth place and City <clears throat> win the European Cup, that they would oust us out of Europe. That would be, for them, 
the equivalent oh. of Aguero scoring in the last second. They it would really be fantastic. I mean, it would be fantastic being in its truest sense. It would be horrible, painful, crying, <laughs> angry, going on past glory, but it would hurt. Oh, <laughs> it would. I mean, I just right now I'm still of the feeling though that God, we'd be. Yeah, the, the, the points speak for themselves. But yeah, if Manchester United scrape in the position of scraping into a Champions League place after the way they performed for large parts of the season, you can't help thinking we'll have really rode our luck because we've done everything to fail this season. But if it's still presented to us and if we miss it by a whisker, we've only got ourselves to blame Can because I, we. Okay. Yeah. Can I answer two of you a question, Robert? I mean, you led me down this particular road now, and it's something that I've been struggling with. We're supposed to be the best league in the world. Certainly our players and our teams rank amongst the most well-renumerated in Europe. Leicester City winning at the Premier League, does it indicate actually that it's the best because it's the most entertaining but not the best quality? Or does it indicate the beginning of the end? What does it tell us, do you think, Ben, about our Premier League? A good thing? Yeah, because we all want theories don't we we all want fairy tales mm. but what does it tell us it's a, well <clears throat> i think it's a it's a dream it's a once in a while it's a once in a lifetime phenomenon it was 5000 to 1 i think you know the united reserve team did has done phenomenally well i think when you got uh, it's lovely to see drink water simpson even schlup um it, it's great to give these players a chance the team spirit of leicester is a lesson to us all i can't help thinking i don't want to detract from Leicester, but I can't help thinking that it's a it's a year where Arsenal, City, Chelsea, and United were off. It's a perfect storm. It's a perfect storm for them. Absolutely, absolutely right, and that's why you you feel sorry particularly for Arsenal and Tottenham because if the year if there is a year that the other teams are not <laughs> yeah. going to perform, surely one of those two should have done it. And they're going to do it now, uh, Bobby. Then I think it's it's bye bye to that for them, isn't it? Yeah, big chance. It's like Liverpool a couple of years back as well when they had yeah, their chance. They came second. Yeah, you know, yeah it, I think it'll be hard. It'll be you imagine. I mean, that Tottenham squad. It looks really, really good, and it looks like it's a very strong squad for years. But next season, you you think Champions mentally League. could be a, could be a tough one for yeah. Being in the Champions League, but getting another Premiership cam- campaign going, having got close this time to winning it, it'll probably be hard for them. As to what you said before, I just think yeah, the Premiership is the best league in the world for entertainment. Do we have the best teams in the world presently? No. I think we've got some knocking around the fringes. You know, Manchester City with the squad they've got, you know, what we see this year with how far they've got in the Champions League. But really right now, in recent years, we have been rather overtaken by the top Spanish sides and the Bayern Munichs of this world. I think we're just lying just below that presently. But as, but as for a league, I, I, the Spanish league, the German league, French league are nowhere near as exciting as ours. But better. Well, the quality, what they have, they've got their, their elite teams. The top teams. two teams, yeah. Their elite teams are better than our elite teams presently. Mm. And now, a few years ago, you wouldn't have said that. Back in 2008, for argument's sake, well, of course, three it was Manchester, of the United, four. Manchester United, Chelsea and, final. And Liverpool, you know. yeah. And, well, and Liverpool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chelsea, that, Chelsea but, knocked out Liverpool, if I remember rightly, in the semi-final. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's been a gradual decline since then, really. It's, it's sort of caught up with us. But the entertainment value of the Premiership's probably gone up in that time. Yes. But in fact, our, our, our success in Europe as clubs, I know Chelsea, of course, since won it, but really in recent years, we have fallen short. 
And, just and, I, hope we do, and I hope we do this year. No, no definitely. Just, can win it. just quickly and finally, and it's interesting we talked about everything today. It shows you how interested we are in Man United at the minute because there's nothing <laughs> new to say. But, 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 Anything but, else we can talk about? Yeah, the, 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 one more. As soon as you mentioned Chelsea, Chelsea played one, paid one of their kids in order to retain him 50 grand. A new contract, 50 grand. They've got another kid who says he wants 60 grand. Hasn't played more than five premiership games. I know that, you know, I've been pushing this for a few years now. There is a tipping point. My fear is one year, Sky will pull out. The whole house of cards will collapse. We're already seeing high ticket prices, high wages. Is there a fear in your mind, Ben, first of all, that we're anywhere near that? It's like the housing bubble that never bursts. I don't think we're anywhere close to that. I think we're about to go from obscene to even more obscene. I think the, the amount of money that's coming in through the deals are going to make transfer fees from two or three years ago seem minuscule. I think where we used to pay 25, 30 million for players, we're going to start paying 50, 60 million. I don't think, I don't think uh, ticket prices are going to have much of a, uh, of, of, of a part to play in it because I don't think that's no. where the most money is going to come from. I think ticket prices might remain the same. They might even drop because the most money is coming from these deals. Well, you see, th- th- that's great, Ben, but Leicester have won it with very little money, haven't they, Robert? I mean, you know, mon- uh, th- their owners are multi-billionaire. We know what happened to them last yeah. year. Uh, you know, it's, it's a weird thing, isn't it? Going to Thailand, filming it, getting the manager sat, getting one of the players sat, and then coming back and turning it around. But they haven't done it with money. So what does it tell us about the amount of money that's coming into the game? I'm not saying that they're poor. I'm not saying that they're not well renumerated. I'm not saying... But the, the, the kind of money that Man City, Chelsea, Man United... Uh, and the mm. others have spent, and uh, uh, it's not the same at Leicester, is it? It isn't, and it's you've, you, you credit Leicester with the amazing team spirit. They've had the calmness, the dignity, and the humour of the manager throughout the year. And you, and you also have to say that it, it, it does mark a rather bizarre failure on the part of the, the English footballing superpowers that none of them could mount a credible challenge with all their vast, vast resources. So it's uh, as if Leicester, obviously, the main the priorities that we applaud Leicester. They're fantastic and well-deserved achievement. Yeah, but we do but have to recognise the What a bizarre, the bizarre failure of the, of the Manchester United, the Cities, the Chelsea's, the Arsenal's of this world. I wouldn't put Tottenham in there because Tottenham have, have, gone up, have, have, have gone on an upward curve. As for the others, it's extraordinary that none of them are able to put a, a serious challenge together. A big failing on their part. Yeah, I think that's the problem now for the Everton manager that once uh, you get player, uh, a team like Leicester that can do it, he, he's got better yeah. players, better facilities, more money. Uh, I think it'll be uh, incredibly difficult. Uh, well, that's our analysing the season gone. <laughs> uh, we're waiting for the FA Cup final. Still an outside chance that Manchester United could make it into the top four uh, and an even more remote chance that, 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 that Shitty could keep us out of it. Uh, but We'll keep our fingers crossed that everything will be positive. Uh, Predictions for the game, uh, score. You go first, Ben. Against Norwich? Yes, please. Um, I think it's the usual 1-0 to us. Uh, And you, Rob? I think think it'll be so heightened because they're fighting for their lives. I fancy Norwich to get a goal, but us to beat them. So I'll go for 2-1. OK. I did a 1-0 thing because that's, that's how we're playing at the minute. Yeah. Uh, and everybody seems to be happy uh, with that. Uh, Robert, we're going to have a chat because I'm going to see you on Friday. We are Indeed. picking the new mayor of our great city here in Londinium from mm. City Hall. Uh, ben, look after you. You're still married? 
<laughs> Going on my honeymoon on Wednesday. Oh, well, well done, Eddie. I'll take it. That's a yes, then. I'll tell you when I come back. <laughs> yeah. uh, until next week, it's left for me to say, come on, you Reds. This is a Playback Media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.